Just as a child needs its parents, so does an immature society need its gods. Freedom is always hard to bear, and the weight of self-responsibility can only be carried after a certain level of sophistication has been attained. Anthropos, The Godhood of Man The road, if such it could be called, was a simple track along which the local equivalent of horses, six-legged beasts called daryaks, could pull rickety wooden carts. The ruts worn by wagon wheels were several centimeters deep in water, while the rest of the road was mud. With no traffic at night, Ardiva Corral had the trail entirely to herself. The planet Dasham had no moon and the overcast sky blocked out the stars. So her universe was a darkness broken only by the light of the small electric lantern she carried as she trudged along on foot. In the ideal world, she mused to no one in particular, a spaceship captain would not have to serve as her own shore patrol as well. And she sighed. Dasham was about as far from the ideal world as she ever hoped to get. She might as well wish for a ship of her very own, a competent crew, and the respect due her rank and experience. They were all equally distant from reality. The dark clouds overhead threatened rain, not unexpected, since it rained every night in the inhabited parts of this planet. A biting wind accompanied the clouds and chilled her spirit, despite the spacer uniform that insulated all but her head. I hope Dennis and Jurat are drunk, she said. It will give me such pleasure tomorrow to yell into their hungover ears and give them penalty duty. The thought warmed her for a moment, then died as her religious training came to the fore. Vengeance eases frustrations only in the insecure mind, she quoted. Sanity does not require the evening of natural imbalances. I know, I know. But I sometimes think life would be a lot more fun if I were a little less sane. She thought of her warm, if cramped, cabin back aboard Foxfire, and about the books waiting for her there, this slogging through mud towards a shantytown to retrieve two drunken crewmen was not her idea of a pleasant way to spend a cold, damp night on an alien world. But it was necessary. She'd told them she wanted them back in four hours. When six had gone by, without their return, she knew she'd have to take disciplinary action. Being a female captain put her in a precarious enough position without letting the crew take advantage of her. At least she wouldn't have to walk back. The Dashamese had generously provided the ship with a small cart for transportation to and from the village. But the two errant crew members had taken it with them into town. The only other transportation, short of Shank's mare, was Foxfire's lifeboat, wasteful for a two-kilometer jaunt. So she walked, with mud sucking at her boots as she lifted each foot, thinking alternately about her bed and books aboard ship, and about what she could do to Dennis and Girard if she were a less sane, vengeance-seeking person. She came upon the town suddenly. One moment the glow of the lantern showed nothing around her but open fields, and in the next, crude hovels that served the Dashamese's houses surrounded her. The ground underfoot, no better for being within the village, had been churned up from the volume of traffic that crossed over it daily. To Dev, the settlement looked haphazard, squalid and depressingly medieval. In short, 
identical to the three others she'd seen since Foxfire arrived on Dasham a week ago. Huts, rather than houses, had been built out of a reedy material resembling bamboo. Large chinks in the walls were filled in with mud, hardly the warmest possible arrangement. Little wonder, then, that the Dashamis wore heavy coarse clothing. Something had to be done to keep pneumonia from wiping out the race. The roofs thatched with what appeared to be twigs, probably only kept out ninety percent of the water. Dev wondered whether the Dashamis would die if moved to a temperate climate. Even their broad, flat feet seemed adapted to walking in mud.